peace to you in Jesus' name. The Lord God reigns. And so we worship him, the one who has triumphed over all things, is Lord forever. In his reign, we worship him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 86. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life. Save your servant who trusts in you, for you are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Forgive us, Lord, grant us your grace. Let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us. Forgive us our sins. Lead us to everlasting life. Upon this, your confession, I announce the grace of God to you. And by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God, by your almighty and eternal reign, you set in order all things in heaven and on earth. We worship you, for you are truly the one who is great and to be glorified. We come before you to ask you to bless us in your gracious way. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate the royal reign of our Lord God, we turn to his sacred word from the book of Psalms 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. 
When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is from St. Luke, the 16th chapter, beginning at verse 19. Jesus said, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And beside all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered then, I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Those who met Jesus hoped he would be around forever. First, you would see him dressed in the most humble and ordinary way, but as hard as he might try to keep it covered, there was something royal about him. Watching him do simple things, walking through a field or sitting down to a simple meal, just eating a fig or an olive, washing a cup after the meal, you could see his integrity, his dignity, his goodness and honor. He is the royal son of the living God. This week, the world watched the impressive tributes given to the Queen of England. And so many were moved by her genuine authenticity. Her royalty was expressed in her commitment to serve. She had a purpose. She cared. Well, Jesus, the royal son of the living God, had chosen to embody in his royalty service to the most poor and humble things of the world. To see Jesus, you would just want him to be around forever. This kind of royalty was inspiring and attractive. Psalm 146 describes him. He upholds the cause of the wicked and gives food to, he, he upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord reigns forever. Jesus, Jesus, this most royal sovereign, is almighty in power. The one who is the highest gives his heart to those most in need. Before he even came, the prophets and the poets could sing of this royal Lord who will reign in righteousness. He will turn what is wrong into what is right. Because he is Lord of all things forever, he can change the ending of any story. Every fate is his to determine. To give us an idea of what this means, Jesus tells us a story. I've always found this story quite vivid. They're the makings of a whole movie in this cinematic little story that Jesus tells us. So first we meet a rich man, and oh, what a place he lives in. I think Jesus really wants us to picture this. This man swishing around in his purple robes and fine linen. And in Jesus' time, apparently... It was a sign of great affluence and wealth. 
if you've got a gate around your house, this man, he felt no need. He lived in luxury. And at the same time, just outside his gate, there's a poor man, and his name is Lazarus. This man, he feels so many needs, they cannot even be counted. Perhaps in his past, Lazarus even knew what food tasted like in a house like that rich man. Perhaps these men even knew each other at one time, but now, now their lives are headed in very different directions. The sovereign Lord in heaven has been watching each and every story. While the rich man in his purple robes sits in his comfortable house and oh, fancies some tasty morsel at his table, poor Lazarus is like the deer that's described in Psalm 42. The deer pants. He's thirsty for streams of water. Lazarus is thirsty for the living God. He prays, when can I go and meet with God? Lazarus is ready to face the merciful Lord who reigns over all. And so in Jesus' story, the compassion of the Lord God sends his angels to carry Lazarus to the side of Father Abraham in heaven. Abraham's side is the place in eternity for God's most cherished ones. In the eternal empire of the Lord, he can lift the lowest of the earth and have his angel army carry them in honor to the highest place in heaven. It is his to choose. He is Lord of all. By God's command, Lazarus is carried through the clouds by the angels onward and upward. He sails like on a carpet until all his pain is forgotten. Lazarus finds himself standing in a desert plain. It's still and quiet. And then he's suddenly greeted by a warm, friendly set of eyes that are those of a very old man with a great and wonderful beard. This most benevolent man smiles widely and embraces Lazarus with a great big bear hug. It's Father Abraham. Come, he says, let me show you the infinite stars of the heavens 
Look up at the heavens and count the stars if you can. These are the stars the Lord God first showed me when he promised so long ago that all the faithful would join me in this great land. At the same time as Lazarus is getting to know Father Abraham, the story of the rich man is unfolding in a very different way. He dies and finds himself in Hades, the underworld. This is the realm where the dead must wait for the judgment of the Lord God, who reigns over all things. Now this man who had such fine things in the world is in a place of torment. And he can see, this is what's the worst part of it, he can see across this great distance to the beautiful place where Lazarus is looking at the stars with Father Abraham. And so now from the underworld, this man calls out for pity. That's an important moment in that call for mercy. He must acknowledge that the Lord God reigns, that the Lord God is all-powerful, that the Lord God decides all things in heaven and on earth and even under the earth. The truth of Psalm 72 stands forever. It says the royal son will be endowed with righteousness. All kings will bow down to him, for he will deliver the needy who cry out. He will take pity on the weak and save them. In telling us this story, Jesus wants to bless us with an understanding of this now. It's too late right now for the rich man who had enjoyed the comforts of this life. And Jesus is telling us in his story that in his righteousness, the Lord God who reigns will someday bind himself to the necessity of his righteous decisions. When that time comes, God cannot change the fate of those lost to him, even if he would want to. In his story, Jesus has Father Abraham declare to the desperate man, Between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed so that those who want to go from here cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. Now the man begs for a warning to be sent to his father's house and his five brothers. The response he gets from Father Abraham 
is really beautiful and quite amazing. Father Abraham, the man who had put his faith in God 2,000 years before Jesus is telling this story. Jesus casts Abraham as the one who has been watching from heaven, watching every step of human history unfold, and there again and again was God's compassionate care for his people. And so Father Abraham gets to say to this man, hey, God has been dropping hints and leaving messages for a long time. Abraham tells the rich man, well, you could have picked up the trail anywhere. The books of the Bible speak the words of Moses from the desert to the promised land. The voice of the prophets all cast this hope before us clearly. Jesus is telling us that the voice of the Lord God who reigns has spoken. And he can be heard by any open and receptive ear. Jesus is telling us confidently that each of us can hear God if we want to. If we're not too distracted. If we're not too arrogant. If we are not too quick to just stop trying. Oh, but Jesus, our friend Jesus, he knows all of these things are simply part of human nature. For people like us, the Lord of all who reigns will answer the plea of the rich man. Now that he clearly sees what is at stake, the man begs Abraham on behalf of his brothers. If someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Wow, what a moment. Jesus is telling us that as he tells this story, Jesus is already thinking about how his miraculous and victorious resurrection from the dead will be received by human mankind. The rich man, from his view in the underworld of Hades, exclaims that surely the sight of a dead man returning to life would change everything in his home for sure, he says. It would send my five brothers to their knees but Father Abraham knows mankind all too well. He says, oh, they're not going to be convinced. Even if someone rises from the dead, they'll find some excuse to ignore or forget it. In telling this story, Jesus is speaking to us about the reign of God. The Lord God who rules over all things, the royal son of the living God. He really kind of only has one question for us. 
each of us gets to hear the question, so what then do you say about this man who, after giving himself in sacrifice on the cross, then three days later rose from his grave alive? What do you say? Well, hearing Jesus' story about the fate of Lazarus and the rich man, you and I can be very grateful to have an answer ready and waiting. What do you say about Jesus who rose from his grave alive? He is the Lord God who reigns in victory forever. He is my Lord who redeemed and rescues me. Praise be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Father, in Jesus' name, we praise you, we thank you, we worship you. That you are the Lord who reigns in justice and goodness forever. We pray that your world would hear you. In your triumphant love, speak in your living spirit. Thank you that we may be blessed. In your spirit, by our faith, the Lord God who reigns forever, may we be so blessed by you. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail, or you could make a donation through our website. Thank you. Bless you.
together we pray. Heavenly Father, you reign forever in glory. And we praise you for your wisdom, providence, and care. We pray your compassion on us and your great plan for our lives. We ask you to give us your living and Holy Spirit to guide us to see you first above all else. We especially ask you to be with the children of our church and families. Be with them as they grow and learn. For all of us, we ask you to lead us to make good decisions and choose what is right and true. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You provide for the rich and the poor. Guide us and our leaders to care for our fellow man and to make decisions that help the well-being of all people. We rejoice in your sovereign power over all the nations of this world and ask for the blessing of peace and harmony. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be with us here, O Holy Spirit. Nourish us and strengthen us by your grace. Bless us with your wisdom. Be with us in our homes, at school, at work, and everywhere we go. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, our God, we come before you on behalf of those who are in need of your healing. Hear their hope for relief from their ills and circumstances. May they find your mercy and goodness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And Father, we thank you that Jesus has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For the life-giving presence of Jesus our Lord, we give you thanks and praise. For the glorious hope of the resurrection, we give you thanks and praise. For the opportunity to bless one another with joy and peace, we give you thanks and praise. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. If you enjoy listening, we encourage you to visit our website at www.blcmtka.org to learn more about our church and to support this podcast. Blessings upon your week.